The Pat Kenny Show. With Matter Private. Trust Ireland's leading private hospitals with locations nationwide, including Dublin, Cork and Limerick. This is News Talk. Well, now we're joined by Porik Horkin, um, horticulturalist and he of the Horkin Garden Centre family. Porik, good morning. Good morning, Pat. How are you? I'm very well. A splendid uh, day. Uh, now, you uh, want to refer to what uh, Professor Luke O'Neill was talking about the other day when he was saying that, you know, humid air is better for us to combat the virus than dry air. And in the winter, because temperatures are low, the air can't contain as much moisture. And he recommended houseplants to help us with moisturisation of our air. What do you think? It's a brilliant idea. I mean, if you think of it and very simplistic, Pat, plants absorb absorb carbon dioxide and give off oxygen but more importantly they absorb water and transpire water through their leaves and stems and it's a great way of creating humidity within any home and there are many plants at this time of year that can be can be placed on sitting room areas living quarters and indeed bathrooms and it's actually a great time of year for introducing new indoor plants to the home and indeed repotting existing house plants to encourage some new growth. And there's some really easy plants to grow, Pat. Plants like aloe vera, which is called the medicine plants because it's loved by gardeners because it's a great plant. The gel within aloe vera is fantastic if you get any rose bricks or any cuts on, on your fingers or any skin blemishes. It's a terrific plant to grow. And easy plants like the jade plant or the money plant, again, it's a succulent, succulent plant related to cacti and is such a simple plant to grow indoors. The jade plant is a plant that we water once a month and we repot every five years. So how simple is that? But also easy plants like the mother-in-law's tongue, the Sansevieria, which has strap-like leaves, very simple to grow, and again, needs watering once a month and, and again, repotting every couple of years. So there's lots of really easy-to-grow house plants. Cacti, succulents, again, so simple to grow, but yet they're adding a lot of humidity to the air, and that's really what Luke O'Neill was advising, that we increase the humidity indoors, particularly over the winter months. All right, loads of questions uh, coming in, uh, Porik. What evergreen plants, approximately six feet tall, can I plant in pots for some all-year-round colour? That's from Jim in Wicklow. Okay, and there's, there's quite a wide range available at the moment. Outside my patio doors, I've got a beautiful plant called Fotinia Red Robin in the shape of a lollipop. So it's got that nice central clean stem and a big broad head. And they're beautiful at the moment, Pat, because they've got lovely red foliage, but also green foliage as well. You've also got plants like Euonymus, the variegated Euonymus, which hold the foliage 12 months of the year. They've got lovely bright variegated leaves. And again, they'll tolerate some trimming and pruning. And again, you can shape them into a lollipop shape or a cone shape. Boxwood will grow up to six feet. Plants like Portuguese laurel can be trimmed as well. So there's quite a wide variety of plants available at the moment that will give you 12 months of colour. Pop into your local garden centre and you'll get the specimen plants they're generally sold as. Now, the best time to prune my apple trees. I have one cooking apple tree, one eating apple tree. This is from Deirdre. Um, in my own garden, I've got a pear tree that's getting a bit too tall and an apple tree that's a bit too tall. Um, what do I do? Do I take it off the top? And, or what do I Absolutely. do? Absolutely. Well, first of all, Pat, November is the time for pruning. Um, all, all apple trees, apart from all fruiting plants, apart from stone fruits like uh, plums or cherries are left till springtime. But all others can be pruned at this time of year. So your apples, your pears, 
um, all your soft fruit like blackcurrants, gooseberries, this is the time of year. So harvest the last of the apples and then shorten back. Generally, you're cutting back the new growth, whatever growth it made this year, by two thirds. So if it has made three foot of growth, shorten it back by two feet and trim back the side branches as well, just leaving a couple of, couple of inches of growth along the side stems. So this is the time of year for pruning back all fruiting plants apart from plums and cherries and they're done in April. Mm. I remember you talked to us about, you know, raspberries. If you got your raspberries yeah. in the summer, you don't uh, hack them right back. But if you get uh, November or October raspberries, you hack them all the way back. Is that right? Yeah. So so you've got a variety at the moment, Pat, called Autumn Bliss that fruits in the autumn period. Listeners would have just taken the fruits off them in the last couple of weeks and they're pruned to soil level. You cut them right down to ground level. But those that fruit in the summertime, when you're picking the fruit off them, a little, like, a little bit like blackberries, you prune the stems out at that time of year. So summer fruiting raspberries and blackberries are pruned when we pick the fruit in midsummer, but autumn fruiting raspberries are pruned at this time of year. Um, this one, I've got a lot of moss growing up on my trees, which are weeping birch. What's the best way to, to clean them up? Well, moss doesn't do anything. It's not parasitic. It's not doing any damage. And I actually think it looks really well on trees, to be honest. But if you want to remove it, you can use something like the zero lawn treatment that we use on the lawn to control moss. That can be used in trees as well, particularly birch trees or deciduous trees that will that will be dropping their leaves in the next couple of, of weeks. And um, you can use the zero to clear clear off the moss. But remember, it, it's not parasitic. And if anything, I think it, it makes the trees look quite attractive. Um, grapevine in a glasshouse has never fruited in 15 years. Any advice well, what to do to get some grapes? <laughs> well, the, the, the pruning of grapes is very important. And going back to the fruit trees, again, November is the time to prune them. So grapevines are pruned in November, December. If we prune them any later than that, they tend to bleed, they tend to weep. So the pruning, again, of um, grapevines, do it now. And again, reduce the top growth by about two or three feet and prune all side shoots back to within two inches of the main stem. So pruning in encourages flowering in, in grapevines and hence you get the fruit from that. So it's very important to trim them back. And this is the time of year to do uh, grape grapevines. I mean, Remember, in, yeah. in, the, in the wild, in the open air, you see the French will trim their vines right back. Really, really tight back. And they produce little spurs, Pat, as indeed many uh, fruiting plants do. They produce little spurs uh, on the, the pieces of wood that you, you prune back to. And that's important. So pruning is very important with, with grapevines. And also they're such a vigorous plant that they tend to take over the greenhouse if you don't put a little bit of manners on them. So November is the time to prune them, get out the secateurs and give them the prune over the next couple of weeks. Amy wants to know, uh, have you any tips for caring for a real Christmas tree when we erect one in our house? Had one last year. The pine needles all fell out after one week. Any <laughs> tips would be appreciated because I love the lovely fresh pine smell. Yeah, and you look at you're bringing an outdoor plant into a heated environment, and of course it's going to have a, get a shock to the system um, if it's anywhere near central heating. If you're bringing plants in, try to leave them as long, as late as possible. Try to put them into rooms where the radiator is switched off. And again, watering is going to be critically important. They're going to dry out very quickly. So try to leave it as last minute as possible. To be honest, if you can leave it outside, maybe the patio door in a pot and container and put some lights on it, that's where I would leave it. But bringing yeah, it I'm inside. I'm not sure if, if this isn't uh, one that's been you know, cut down. Um, that you oh, may well, be talking about. Well, if it's if it's yeah. if it's a real Christmas tree, 
first of all, go pick the variety that tends to hold the leaves. So Noble Fir is very, very good, or Normandii are two varieties that tend to, they're full of resin and they tend to hold the needles really well, Pat. The other tip, you treat a Christmas tree, a real Christmas tree, like a bunch of flowers. So it's important to cut the stem about four or five inches of the bottom of the stem off and push it, make sure it's always sitting in water because it will absorb water during the, the Christmas period. And that helps to extend the, uh, the needle, uh, the holding of the needles as long as possible. Yeah. Dara in Wicklow wants to, or in Carlo rather, wants to know, when's the best time to plant an olive tree sapling? Well, olive trees, they, they can be, they can be um, affected by heavy frost paths. So ideally, I would plant it out in springtime, leave it over to March or April. They do very well in our temperate climate. But if we get heavy frost or a really cold winter, then olives can be affected. So my advice is to keep it protected now for the winter and then plant it out of doors in March and April. And it's got a whole season of growth to acclimatise to the weather. And olives do brilliantly in pots. They're a great plant to grow in pots and look superb. Is it still okay to plant bulbs in the garden or in a pot outside for the spring? Yeah, it's hard to believe, Pat, that that nearly 50% of bulbs that are purchased are never planted. People buy them with good intentions and leave them in the cupboard until, until, you know, they they forget to plant them. So get them into the ground this time of year. It's really important. Plant them now. The weather conditions today and tomorrow promise brilliant for planting. So get your bulbs. And if you don't have a place to put them into the soil, you can simply pot them up in pots or containers, and you can replant them then in the springtime where you want them to flower. So get them into pots of compost or indeed plant them out in the garden soil if possible. There we have to leave it. Porik, thank you very much uh, for joining us on a wonderful gardening day, certainly in uh, my area. Porik Horkin, horticulturist and member of the Horkin Garden Centre family. 